This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Because in the end, we have each other. This was one of the best performances of the night. I mean, I think we were all dancing to it. Um, But we should introduce ourselves and say that Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another Glee After Show. I can't believe it. We're to episode 12, halfway through the season. And uh, the episode is called Naked. And if you saw the show, you know why. Lots of nakedness going on. A lot of nudity. A lot of skin. Yes. We tried to convince... Steven over here to be naked in honor of the episode, but... No, you didn't. I would have totally been naked right now, otherwise. Yes. Well, we should also introduce ourselves. I'm Stephanie Wanger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And I am Sarah Mendoza. I mean, it would have been really fun to have Steven naked to begin the episode, but we'll we'll take it for him. It actually would have probably been very dangerous. Um, we could have. I don't think Sarah could stay in her seat. I mean, I think I would leave. No. <laughs> oh. No, I, I have to work with Steven, so, you know, I don't want to cross that line. Yeah, you can't cross that line. No. But tomorrow morning we would definitely wake up and our downloads would be huge because yeah, everyone room. would hear about it. It would be a grapevine. Of After Buzz could move into Red Tube. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but then we'd have to get those cool like sensor bars all over, mm. you know. The I, I could just use moving the... on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Marissa doesn't want to picture it anymore. Yeah. Marissa's like disturbed and what have oh, you. Oh, the song's still playing. <laughs> but we should definitely get into the episode here and naked. Well, naked. Naked. Why the show was called Naked tonight, though? There were lots of reasons actually, but the first one was that. Once again, uh, the Glee Club is struggling with their finances, and um, they're 
uh, they were looking for a way to make money to go to nationals now that uh, regionals, regionals. Excuse me, regionals. Um, and uh, looking for ways to make money to go to regionals. And Finn came up with the idea to have a Men of McKinley calendar. Or was it Finn's idea? It was actually... Um, no, it was Tina's. It was Tina's idea, but Finn was <laughs> looking for ideas. Right. Well, first of all, um, warblers are out of the game, which is why they're back in regionals. Right. And now yes. they're trying to, as Stephanie said, raise the money to get there. They need the bus fare to get yes, out there to compete. bus fare and, like, a hotel and all those things that yeah. uh, come up when you're doing school competitions, for sure. Um, and Finn's idea of a bake good sale is not... Not ringing, good, <laughs> ringing so well with everybody. Well, I think it's <laughs> everyone does big sales though, so they wanted to switch it up, do something new. And there's also kind of a maximum that you can make with a bake sale. I don't know. At least when I was in right. school, it's like fifty dollars, and you're kind of out, like mm-hmm. done, finished. So, um, I thought this men of McKinley idea was <laughs> Tina, who is obviously in love with Blaine, and we'll talk about that in a little bit some more here, but totally in love with Blaine, and she was like, I want to see him shirtless, so let's get all the guys shirtless. And, I don't know, I, I love the idea of it. I don't know that it was necessarily executed. I wanted to see kind of more of the shoot of the calendar, and just, I don't know, it was an interesting... Well, I thought it was just a hilarious idea to begin with. You know, like, who would think, hey guys, let's put together a calendar with all of us half <laughs> naked and sell them to the student body pictures of our bodies yeah. so that we can get money. It was definitely so, a, a fun idea, but I wasn't sure like how a public school would accept that kind of concept. I was just about to say, I went to public high school and... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And that would have never flown at my yeah, high school. That would not fly. Uh, and they, al- also at a normal high school, the Glee kids are not usually that hot, and nobody would buy that calendar. So there was a Whoa. lot of kind of. <laughs> That's <laughs> unfortunate. Mean, maybe no, I they are the outcasts. Yeah, they are. They're supposedly the outcasts of the school, right? So lucky for McKinley, they've got some hot Gleeks or Gleesters. Yeah. That it can actually sell these calendars. But in real life, that would probably not happen, right? Well, it's funny that you <laughs> mentioned that because it was definitely this calendar brought up some body image issues for the guys. And I think we've seen Glee deal with the girl body image issues throughout this season and also in the past with Quinn and Rachel. And, um, and this season, obviously, Marley has been dealing with an eating disorder. But the guys... Um, Artie, who um, is obviously handicapped in a wheelchair, um, he doesn't want to show his body off. And I thought that that was interesting because I knew guys in high school who definitely had issues with the way they looked and things like that. 
Yeah, and it's it's um, you don't naturally think that men have to deal with that because it's it's something that is pegged more so on on women because they have you know the standards of how models look like in the magazines and on television and there's so much pressure to look like that skinny womanly model now with men it's more so a focus on being you know tough and big and built and buff and play sports but not really there's no like need to say be skinny or something like that. no no i think it's a different standard but there are definitely still i guess you can say standards that guys want to achieve and i yeah and i like how Artie was the one who brought up the self-conscious awareness you know that he's not comfortable literally in his own skin and I think that you know speaks volumes in for a lot of teenagers because they are teenagers mm-hmm. in high school because it yeah it's not just the females they are all teenagers and they're going they have all these emotions and teen angst and body images so I liked how he spoke for the men's perspective yeah and Sam also kind of showed his insecurity in a different way. He was overcompensating uh, for, you know, feeling insecure about other parts of his life. So he worked out all the time. And it's Blaine who sits him down and says, you know, it's okay. You don't have to work out every day. It's okay if your body fat percentage is a little higher. Seven percent, which is really good. I mean, seven percent is (laughs) intense uh, for sure. Um, So I thought that that was like a sweet moment between because I feel like this crush that Blaine has could get a little awkward, and he's actually being a supportive friend through it all. Right. And Sam and Sam is, is open to that friendship, and he obviously cares about Blaine's opinion mm-hmm. and sees that this is a person, a friend, who really cares about him um, throughout this challenge that he's going through right now. I completely agree, and I just feel like it was interesting because Brittany apparently tests very well, which was a surprise to me. Uh, She did very well on her SATs, like a 2340, I believe I wrote down, which is higher than you could possibly get when I was in high school, but that probably dates me. Um, uh, and, uh, And then Sam obviously struggles and got a 340, which is... Right. Very like low, like your monkeys name. do better than that. Yeah. Love that quote, too. It's so um, funny because Brittany was saying how she kind of was like, well, I filled out some A's and then some B's and then some D's and then back to A. So she would kind of just guess her way through the test, but yet here she's scored really high. So didn't we all know that kid in high school who was like, I put a pattern down on the SAT? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's great What did she say that she drew? It was like... Something oh, in, uh, and penis, <laughs> <laughs> penis shape, something lovely and inappropriate, vaguely, <laughs> very Britney-like. Yes, um, <laughs> but there was that one episode. I want to say it's like season two or three, where there was the one small segment where there was a bunch of trivia questions. She was answering all of them correctly and like just off the top of yeah. her head. So I do kind of think somewhere in her crazy brain that she is. <laughs> actually really intelligent she just doesn't show it in the correct way yeah um and uh and i also felt like it was interesting to have sam kind of realize that he has potential outside of the sats and that's something that i think a lot of people struggle with in high school and 
and it's uh, definitely Blaine who like brings him to the guidance counselor and shows him that sc- not all schools require SAT scores and yeah. that you can you know and how much he's done and it was the sweetest video um, yeah when yeah. all the Glee Club members kind of talk about what makes Sam special like, right and I think we all tend to do that we're so focused on the lack of one thing in our lives or how we want to do this one thing better and we forget about all the other things and blessings that we have through that process and sometimes you kind of have to have your friends or family sit you down and say hey you know really be grateful for all this other stuff you have and and it'll take care of itself as long as you're trying your best and you're putting in the work and Sam was caught up in that in this episode because of this one thing that he wanted, right? Yeah, it's right. it's true. You can so easily get caught up in and these characters. I think Glee did a great job tonight. It, um, it felt like a return in some ways to earlier seasons of dealing with real emotion and kind of those struggles that you really do go through in high school. Um, but we should also talk about iTunes and uh, <laughs> that you can go on and if you enjoy our conversation, enjoy our guests, you can rate and comment. And we love looking at it. It helps us improve our shows. And I think we have over 50 shows. Am I right, Stephen? Yes. 60 now. We have like 60 this week or coming up next week. Woo. Okay, yes. so 60. It's Every week, I swear, it gets more and more, which is crazy. <laughs> but you can go on iTunes, tell a friend about it, let us know what you think. We love reading your comments, and I know I always like responding to them as well, so it's fun. <laughs> um, and then we got a lot of McKinley tonight, but we also had New York, and Rachel dealing with her own naked problems. Every character had naked problems mm-hmm. tonight. Um Rachel, uh, I guess, is auditioning for a student film, and of course, in the student film, they want her to be topless, and she really (laughs) debates it and thinks, like, this is the right choice for me as an artist, Uh, but everyone has to weigh in uh, with uh, Brody, her new guy who's living with them, which hilarious and it's all <laughs> yeah. right i can't wait to see more of that we got a taste of it tonight right. that there's going to be definite drama in that house it's uh, just so apparent how much um rachel has like broke free from the rachel that she was at mckinley I, I mean we see that struggle when she thinks about doing things that are new and bold like being topless in a film in a student film but you can see that there's still that doubt, which reminds you of the Rachel from before. Absolutely. And we'll talk about the performances later, but it was even more evident in the performance I where uh, Torn, which we'll talk about later, but yeah. there's just such a big difference from the woman, she, the girl she was to the woman that she's becoming now. And the woman that she is, because the new Rachel would definitely say yes to... Um, being naked in this production. Yeah, we've so. kind of seen her be kind of find her, for lack of a better term, like sexy side this season, and you never got any of that in the old Rachel at McKinley. There was yeah. very little. She kind of was sexy with Finn in their alone time, but never really among yeah. out, out in the open. I feel like the New York Rachel, she's just more likely to throw caution to the wind, you know, and, and do something <laughs> like that. Yeah, let's take off my shirt for this film. Get my get my face and my yeah, my tatas out there, I guess. <laughs> get some attention. Yeah. Whereas Rachel from before, she was a lot more I guess maybe you can describe her as calculated. Like, she would think about every single little thing that she was doing and plan out her life and, you know, not just do something on a whim like that. Yeah, well, the old Rachel still had a lot of insecurities, you know. 
she wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. in her own skin back then either. But now this new Rachel in New York, she's finding herself, and she's even telling herself, "You can do this. You are better." You know, and like she still has that self pep talk to herself that she, right. she is growing, and she, and she does realize <laughs> like her attributes now. I, so. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm I'm thinking about how Brody showed his his uh, support <laughs> yes. in the, in this episode. He walks out from the bedroom in his birthday suit. And yes, he was one <laughs> yes, of the true naked moments. Now, yes. I definitely had this thought when we were watching the show that maybe the episode should have been called Shirtless, not Naked, yeah. because we got a lot of shirtless, not so much naked tonight. But, Partial nudity. But Brody was, Bro- he was Bro- that he definition. Was yeah. yeah, Brody went for it, <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, definitely interesting to see kind of how they manage that on a network show right. as well. They, they did the, it reminded me curtain. of... Did you, did you guys watch the first Austin Powers movie? Or all the Austin yes. Where Powers. the fruit is like covering <laughs> the private parts and what, uh, right. who knows what else objects. But it was kind of like that where the milk carton was blocking that section. Yes. And I thought it was so funny because when Rachel came out after he came out, did you see her reach for the banana on the table? <laughs> I was like, well, that's like a euphemism for something. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it's the world of Ryan Murphy right there. I feel right. like he's so good at that. And there's all these little comments that just right. you were like, oh, and Sue tonight as well, just bringing up these little comments. And you're just like, oh, that's uh, yeah. incredible. And the Brody, oh, sorry. Brody did say that he was comfortable in his. Uh, it's obvious. With his body, so. Yeah, and he was That's the one who supported Rachel mm-hmm. through it and um, and was saying that she should do this. And what did you guys think? Did you want to see her take it all off? or no. were you, <laughs> I mean, maybe not see is the wrong word, but do you think that's the right call? I think this is the right call. I didn't think she was going to do it. I mean, she's Rachel. You saw her at the beginning of the episode. She was struggling, and even then you can tell like she wasn't comfortable so I didn't think she was going to go through it. Well you know I, I in the end I didn't think she would go through it as Marissa said but I could see why she would be exploring that idea you know especially yeah. with this new life and she's trying so hard to break free from the innocence of you know who she was before um, and then when yay Santana and Quinn came to kind of step in yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, you know, from Kurt's request to bring her out of that and say, hey, girl, you're going to be making a mistake if you start posing topless. I like their two by, what was it, their two by two by two rule? Yeah, yeah it's two. So uh, when Quinn and Rachel, or Quinn and uh, Santana visit, they talk about two days. Are you going to regret the decision in two days? And then, I think it was two weeks, and then two... Two weeks, two months, two years. Yes. So how are you going to feel about posing topless in two weeks? And, and she I, was like, oh. I've definitely used that bar yeah. before, that that 2-2-2 two, two, two rule. Right. It's, um, it's definitely something to think about when you're making those big decisions. I, I agree with you guys, though, that I didn't want to see her pose uh, naked or, or act you know, shirtless, uh, because also, as a Finchel fan, you (laughs) noticed that uh, back at McKinley, when Finn was talking to Artie about not wanting to uh, pose, or not wanting to pose for the calendar, uh, 
he was like, not every something should be private. And I felt that was definitely kind of a reference to maybe he wasn't thinking of Rachel, but it felt yeah. to me like it, it, she made the right call for that relationship right. as well. And that's all I want. The message spoke to her situation. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, and they and I should mention also that Artie and Sam both end up posing with shirts on for the calendar, which I thought was an adorable ending to that storyline. Yeah, yeah, they had costumes. Yeah, and they I covered most of their bodies. <laughs> yes, most of their bodies. And, and the reasoning was very, um, for me, it was very powerful of Sam and how much he cares about Artie because mm-hmm. he did it for Artie so that he wouldn't feel so alone. Yeah, in the situation. I just I love how supportive the Glee Club is of each other, and that's again back to New York with Santana and Quinn. They're finally saying like, "We're doing this for you, Rachel. Like, this is not the time for you to." Pose topless, or to be topless, I shouldn't say pose. For a student film? Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, a student film is very fun to be in. I think we've all done it, but it's... Yes, I, I was a student, Yeah, you know, film major, and um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's they not the time so. to get naked. Yeah, no. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be out there forever, like Santana was saying, like, Google her name. And she especially that yeah, she had exactly. made before is still up there. And you can't take it down. Especially in this generation, it's it, anything you do is forever. We always talk about like tweets. Everything is forever, and I think that that's an important thing to consider. Even this AfterBuzz show is forever. On it the web, is you know? forever. The internet is forever. Glad, glad we're here doing. Glad it. we did not do this naked today. <laughs> I mean, way to get internet. Well, the show's not over yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. The ending. Um. I think it'd be fun to do one of these shows and just pretend that we're naked the whole time for everyone who only listens and doesn't watch. Your, right. your, your YouTube. Use your imagination. Out of the out <laughs> of the world, and we'll be wearing like big like potato sacks. Or uh, how great would it be to like a puffy jacket and just be like full on like Blizzard gear? And and you were like, but we're naked Blizzard gear. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just loved seeing Quinn Santana and Rachel back together. I just they're so just, did I. It was so great having like the three main core. Well, Brittany was. It was obviously missing from that group, but like all of them together in New York. Yeah. Uh, it was great watching. And <laughs> Santana said she might be getting used to that town, so maybe it means we're going to see more of her. You, yes, yeah, I would love that. I don't feel like we've gotten enough of Santana this season. I still think she's going to go to New York, because we saw at the end of season three she wanted to go to New York. Mm-hmm. That money that her mother gave her for college and she's still sitting on it. So. I know, it's true. I, I I want more. I feel like I, we could have two hours of Glee every week and literally be able to see all the characters because every, every few weeks I'm like, what happened to that character? What's going on? I need their story. There's so, so many now. There's like, so yeah, many. Two yeah. different pods. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's why I feel like two hours is not out of the question for the show at all. Um, but if you love our mugs and <laughs> feel like you want to go and get one of your own, I love our mugs. Uh, I can tell you that. And we have cute ones with uh, little spoons as well. So uh, <laughs> you should go on to our website, AfterBuzzTV.com, and check out um, everything we have. Uh, we have a new AfterBuzz store, right, Marissa? Yes, with merchandising. We have shirts and bags and yes maybe onesies i mean (laughs) onesies i feel like have onesies all my friends with kids i need to like pile them up and be like look there's so many it's awesome so um that's very fun to go on check it out and uh 
we should get back to Glee and my, I don't know how I feel about this Finchel 2.0 experience, Jake and Marley. How, how are we feeling? Adorable? Not so good? I loved it tonight. Yeah. Absolutely adorable. I think, I think they're a very, um, they're a very sweet couple because it, it's evident that Marley influences Jake in a very positive way. And we talk, I feel like we talk about this all the time, but he started off as a different person. When he was first introduced to the audience in Glee, he was a little bit more like his older brother Puck. Yeah, it's true. The bad boy. He was definitely in uh, the shadow of Puck and kind of following in his footsteps. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting to see kind of a very, very sweet side of him. This was the first night where I felt like he didn't have uh, Kitty on the side. It was really all about Marley. And that was a nice switch for me. Yeah. and he's become, he's not like this loud, like player type of athlete dude anymore. He's kind of an understated character that, you know, he's not really, he's just there for Marley. I feel like he's kind of a side note to Marley and all her wonderfulness on the show. Yeah. And he also had a wingman. Blake was really a bro tonight to him, too, and yeah. supporting Marley and Jake in that relationship. Yeah, Ryder and um, I really yeah. like the Blake, r- yes, Ryder. <laughs> Ryder and Marley. Um, or Ryder and Jake, rather. Um, they're they're an interesting one because they were fighting for the same girl and now they're kind of forging this true friendship and mm-hmm. I, I like that I, I think that it's kind of reminds me again of the Finn and uh, Puck friendship there's there's definitely parallels in the new mm-hmm. new direct in the mm-hmm. new new directions if definitely. that makes sense yes <laughs> right um, and I also just love the fact that they had a whole thing about I love you tonight which I think in high school you do you discuss with your friends rather than necessarily telling the person first which is a funny thing to do but I feel like we, we've all been there where <laughs> you got to figure out ways to say I love you in the nice correct m- manner moment exactly moment. it's all about the moment and yes. I think Marley realized um at first she was gonna tell him and then she was like oh I love the song and we'll talk about the song in a little while but um she couldn't tell him and she was just like I love the song and I was just like oh Uh, such a cop out but I understand and then we finally see him he's like I just love her and I want to be with her and he tells her he gets her a calendar a men of McKinley calendar and writes it on his page I love you and I was just like Oh, so so cute, so cheesy, honestly, but but cute at the same time. Uh, but it wasn't Sarah like bring yeah. some realism to yes. this. <laughs> but if some guy did that to me, I would have been like, really? Oh, see, I thank you for signing your abs. I think now I would be like, really? But back in high school, I would have been like, this is the sweetest thing that anyone's ever done. That's yeah, true. that's true. In, in the mindset of you know yeah. where they're at, and a sixteen-year-old would be over the moon with that. Yeah. So, what month was he? He was in the, one of the summer months. He was like a beach. Oh, guy. then he he should have he should have written it down there and made her use the calendar like she should have, and then he wouldn't have had to say "I love you" for another six months. But she um. would have probably <laughs> dumped him by then, waiting for that, oh, you know. You but it. knowing her, she would have already flipped to that page. Yeah, like, it was. When she got home. <laughs> it was also like on the tip of their tongues the entire episode. Yeah, they, they wanted to say it to. Yeah, each other. I mean, and I think the audience would have been really frustrated, or I would have been really frustrated if they had made us hold out for another episode. Um, but I'm excited to see where their relationship goes. I think it's going to be kind of that big glee romance that I know I've waited for because some of us are missing Finchel. <laughs> actually, it's definitely building though. Yeah. yeah. From where I started off. I actually um, 
I actually missed Finchel tonight too. I know. I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> Thrilled. As, mu as much as I think that this new sexy relationship with Brody is great for Rachel and her growth, like today when we were seeing that back and forth between her Rachel then and Rachel now. Yeah. I was getting very nostalgic about that old relationship because that's when she was just that sweet Rachel that, you know, just wanted nothing more to be on Broadway and be with Finn and have this, like, pure, amazing life with him. Yeah, I think that that's been the most interesting part of this season is seeing her realize that dreams take like, she knew that dreams take hard work, but kind of seeing the reality of that dream. Um, when she moved to New York, there has it hasn't been always smooth sailing. She's had professors get in her way and things like that, where when she was with Finn, it was just a big dream. I'm going to get married. I'm going to be on Broadway. And there, she didn't see all the limitations of it. Yeah, right. I agree. Right. Yeah, completely. Um, so should we jump into the performances? Because there were a lot of good ones tonight. Yeah. Um, so it was like good radio singing night. It was great, and I kept being like, room. "How did they get rights to these songs? This is so many fun ones." Um, starting out with "Torrent," which I hadn't heard in so long. Rachel sang it. It's by Natalie um, Imbruglio. Imbruglio, and she um, she nailed it. I loved this performance, and it was what we've been talking about all night—that split between the old and the new Rachel. I yeah. love the filmmaking, like the editing, how they shot it, and just like yeah. the, the dichotomy with the, the tune, you know, like the old and the new, and like how there's still conflict, but she's still the same person. There you go. Getting a little sample yeah. of it. But like, it was so well shot. Like, just filmmaking. Just it was. They used a lot of work. great transitions, and the camera was sort of doing the circular motion um in the on the set yeah. and every time the camera would pan around she would turn into the then Rachel and then switch back to the now Rachel. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was just a fun it felt like one of those big Rachel numbers that sometimes we got one a few weeks ago, but it it's been a minute and I feel like we can't get enough of them. Like every week I want one and we <laughs> definitely don't get that anymore. Yeah. So, it was a fun one for me and I agree the shooting of it was unbelievable so cool but that's like that's when I was saying earlier in, in our after show that it was just so apparent that Rachel has changed so much from her wardrobe to her hair to the way she just like walks and carries herself yeah. that juxtaposition the back and forth cutting of her before and her now walking through the studio was crazy to me and that's when I started getting nostalgic thinking about Finchel and thinking yeah. about her in McKinley Halls and now here she is she's come so far even the way she spoke like old Rachel was very like tight uh, like crisp and like in her speaking like very uptight very um, clipped and whatnot and then even like now this new Rachel she's like slower and like more loose I guess yeah, I have to give it to Leah Michelle. I kept thinking, how difficult would it be to play two characters? I mean, obviously they filmed them separately and made it all work, but just I would imagine that's so difficult to jump back into something because it, it feels like, even though it is the same character, it, it often feels like two different people because mm -hmm. she's changed so much in right since her New York self. And I think the first episode of the season was called The New Rachel, in yeah. fact. And so it's definitely that she's embraced that, and she did a great job kind of doing yeah. both tonight. And uh, how cool she got to... Um, she was 
like harmonizing with herself is what we were laughing about earlier yes absolutely and she got to like pretend she was sitting by herself too on the bed it was like double vision but like that was really my dream because I love I'm such a huge Leia Michelle fan I was like now there's two of her this is awesome (laughs) yeah I know exactly (laughs) and the audio mix was very cool on it Mm -hmm. and then we had another song which was so much fun hot in here mixed with centerfold and I think we were all just like (laughs) seventh grade this is amazing (laughs) Nelly and um and it was Sam, Jake, Ryder, and Kitty all doing the performance, which was a great group. And it was one of the most fun performances I feel like we've seen in a while. Yeah. And they were all working out, too. Yeah. Oh. oh. This hype yeah. We don't usually get to see the Glee boys in there. No. Boxers and and stuff. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and they did. A, it was a big dance number, and they kind of pulled it all off, and it was really fun to see. And yeah, like total boy band moment right there for them. Absolutely. And I loved how like I mentioned the song centerfold like literally two minutes before they actually you performed that it. Well, yeah. Like whoa, and you they're doing the glee it. <laughs> intuition, Marissa. It was just really you know what's yeah. up. funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very nice. And then. A Thousand Years, which I think all of us will remember from the uh, last Twilight film. That's at least what (laughs) immediately popped into my head, because it was over and over again in that film. But Marley and Jake took it on uh, right before they... they kind of had she had that moment of I almost I love you or I, I want to tell you I love you and there it is there. I love this song so, so much good. I get so like emo when I listen to this song yeah. I used to play this on repeat at home on my iTunes and just like this is a great song I feel so in love for some reason I love this number because it was so simplistic it was literally just them two singing to each other it was real it was raw and genuine and you can feel the real emotions like they I think they really do love each other I I hope so I hope they do love each other and I um I I love that I just love the song it was hard for me to even yeah it's just amazing yeah and and the blend of their voices um it just works so well the texture of yeah. Marley's voice and Jake's is just amazing together. And we've seen it over and over again. They are such a great pairing uh, together just vocally that it's fun. It's fun to watch them and I'm excited to see that relationship grow a little more. I feel like we kind of jumped from are they together to like we're fully embracing I love you and it, so I'm excited to see a little bit more of that hopefully um, and also with that I thought it was just so cool like they had the band in the back or I guess it was the strings in the background mm-hmm. I love how odd like all of a sudden even though they're alone in the room at first whenever the musical number starts all of a sudden there's like a full band in the background <laughs> right the magic of glee <laughs> and then all these spotlights were coming in the background too which made for great shots great it lighting just, yeah. yeah it just really added to that big moment for them where you knew that they were about to say I love you or at least wanted to yeah and Jake um really almost revealed his feelings in the next song which is one of my personal favorite songs on the radio right now it's let me love you uh by Neo and I think the full song title is let me love you until I until you learn to love yourself I was intrigued I never knew that um so and Jake did a great job with that one and Marley looked so in love with him as he was saying singing it she did a great job as well in that yeah and then um Ryder, right? Ryder, 
he knows that Jake wants to say, I love you to Marley. And at the end, he kind of tries to give him that little nudge. But yeah. at this point during this song, Jake is still a little too nervous to say so. So yeah. he also cops out. I love that was the, the ballad version because Jake is really serious about being in love with Marley and the Neo versions like more upbeat and more yeah. you can dance in the club yeah that kind of song yeah. and this um, is like really serious straightforward i prefer this ballad actually over I the radio too. version yeah i i like them both i always am in my car singing along to it so it's definitely <laughs> a fun one for me um i really really enjoyed his performance i don't I, I feel like we we don't get to see jake individually very often so that was a nice switch mm-hmm. especially perform by himself in the glee in the room. glee room it it did it felt like a return to those earlier episodes because we've kind of exited the glee room sometimes we don't yeah. always get to be in that room and so it was nice to kind of go back and be simple that this episode in a lot of ways felt simple right. to me like that's where it started it yeah. was in the glee room where all of these kids discovered their voice and now we're kind of going back to that yeah and it's really fun and then the la- uh excuse me the second to last song was love song which is sarah Bareilles and could not get enough. Rachel Santana Quinn, what's not to love about this? It was just the best. This was actually my favorite of the night. Yeah, me too. Because it, it was our three fave gals from mm-hmm. from the OG seasons, and they're back. Yeah. And when they come together, it's just such a cool, like, not carpenters, but like, you know, like the girl group type yeah. of feel, and it's, it's, it's fun. I like the song, although it's not my favorite of the night. Oh. I'd have to say the... <laughs> Thousand Years was my favorite of the night. I mean, it was great. Number. I mean, yes, I I agree. I I loved it. I can't pick a favorite tonight. Actually, I was really I had a little trouble with the song selection. I enjoy their performances, but it wasn't always my favorite songs. And this week, they really hit a lot of my favorites. So that was definitely very fun. Um, and then ended the night on such a high note, which is this is the new year and it's the song that we started out the show with um a really fun big new directions number the only thing that made me sad was we didn't have kurt rachel or finn in the number and i just wanted them there i knew it would make no sense to have them like they're in new york and he's the teacher but i just desperately they can't have finchel together yet i know patience (laughs) now this performance it was different than the others of the night because it was removed from the story plot and it was kind of shot like a music video right yes so it was kind of in this uh, i think like a sepia or like off tone colored shoot Mm -hmm. and they were in these little pods like groups of groups of them together in their little scenes as they're singing this song Mm -hmm. and it was just so cute like uh, Brittany was with Lord Tubbington in it. <laughs> yeah, know, hugging it was her just, cat. It felt like everyone together, and it reminded me of like back when I'm trying to remember Quinn and Sam sang together and those kinds of numbers where it was just these big, like, uh, yeah, kind of back in the day, those kinds of big numbers. I loved it. You know, I, I honestly have never heard of this song, but I was listening to the lyrics, and it it totally wrapped up the whole episode. And the, the some of the lines were like, be not afraid of who you are, and they were all like, well, most of the Glee members were, you know, afraid of who the, their bodies and yeah, had yeah. a lot of insecurities, so it just like touched on everything in, throughout this episode. Right. I, I, I just couldn't it. have. Yeah. A good closer for the exactly. night. Exactly. And we should jump into some news and gossip. 
Give us the news stuff. So, a little fun stuff. Uh, Jen- Jonathan Groth, who, if you remember, was a guest star on Glee, and he also uh, was in Spring Awakening with Leah Michelle. They uh, talked to him on a red carpet, and he mentioned how he thinks that Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith make a great couple, and super cute, because he's also one of Leah's closest friends. Aww. Yeah, so that's nice. Well, supported. we agree with yeah. Jonathan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We we totally agree. We ugly. And uh, also, <laughs> So uh, Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith made one of their first red carpet appearances together this weekend at the SAG Awards, and she was wearing a gorgeous, uh, I believe, red dress and or actually pink dress. Excuse me. Oh yes, I they, saw they were that. All yeah. there. You know, I was watching the SAG Awards, and um, there was this this one interview, and it wasn't with them, but I noticed like. Blake Jenner in the background. I was like, oh, there's oh the Glee people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it was uh, maybe during the Mark uh, Salling interview. Yes. I'm not sure. And yeah, it, was it was hilarious. Like, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, I spot all the Glee. And they were all like chatting together. Loved it. Um, it was really fun. And the SAG Awards were great as well. But um, also a little uh, insider info. This weekend, I had two random Glee casts uh sightings, I guess you can say. I was uh, out for Dine LA Week, which is a big thing here in LA, and uh, at Bazaar, which is in the SLS Hotel here in LA, and uh, we, I saw Diana Agron, and then later on that weekend, I was also at Fig and Olive and saw Chris Colfer out um, before the SAG Awards on Sunday, so really fun, and Fig and Olive's a restaurant, if you guys watch, uh, President Obama always has his fundraisers in LA there, so it's a, it's a nice, fun place, and good to see mm-hmm. them out and about supporting cool. LA, LA restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds that you'd see two Glee cast I members? I would one never weekend? have expected it. A friend works uh, for the city, and I was out with her, and really fun. That's um, awesome. So very cool, and also a Jacob artist. A little behind-the-scenes info for tonight's episode. He talked about how difficult he uh, put on the pumpkin outfit tonight. <laughs> And he was saying how it was so embarrassing, but they were all in it together. And it just made me feel like, oh, it's um, definitely like real-life Glee Club. They're all in it together. The cast supports each other. So it's really nice to hear yeah, that as well. That was really That funny. was a poofy outfit. Yeah. It was a poofy outfit. And go back and watch that. I know. And I think somebody else had a heart over certain areas. And yeah, it was definitely um, yes, yes, trying to um, see all of that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, want to do predictions? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sarah is a little behind on her <laughs> predictions, clearly. Um, I think I'm going to go with a prediction about the roommate situation, because it's a, it's a tough one. You saw Kurt being a little upset that uh, Brody was naked in their apartment, and understandably so. Um I think that that's going to come to a head in the next few episodes, and it may lead Rachel to question her relationship with Brody if Kurt gets upset enough, because Kurt's always been there for her, and I feel like if your best friend starts to question your relationship, that can sometimes at least put questions in your own mind or kind of make you rethink the relationship, so maybe there will be some some drama there. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the, the regionals predictions. Ooh, now that like they, they are accepted, going to regionals, and I think there's going to be, of course, there's going to be drama about who's going to do the like lead songs or who's going to get their solos. So I think there's going to be a lot of drama. Any in the prediction on who will get the lead? Well, it's going to be Marley. Yeah, I think Marley. it's going to be Marley. But I think there's going to be a rift between, between the senior boys and like Jake and 
and uh, Ryder, like who's going to get the solo on that end. After the performance tonight, the Neo performance, I feel like Jake is definitely going to have a big part in, in it. We'll mm-hmm. see, though. And Sarah? I'm going to go back to the Sam Blaine conversation. And I think it's just, even though Blaine is being a genuine friend to Sam, I think you can really see his deeper feelings for him building. And I think it's going to come to a point where all of that building is just going to explode onto Sam. And there's going to be that real thing that they have to confront now. Like, oh, crap, my friend actually has feelings for me. What are we going to do with this? That's going to be, I yeah. feel like, very painful and for everyone involved. we're going to see where involved. the bromance goes from there. Yeah, but. definitely. Well, thank you so much for watching. Um, we love having these conversations. Let us know what you think. You can follow AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. You can follow me at Stephanie Wenger. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at TV. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sarah with an H Mendoza. Yes, awesome. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.